Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian. I am your host, Anna Hudak. So yeah, today we got a decent amount to talk about. Um, got some bad news, of course, in the LGBT community, because when do we not? But you know, um, there's also especially an article I think um, I'm probably going to end up reacting to in this fear-mongering about trans people in jails. Um, but there's also a lot of really good news all across the world that happened in this, uh, happened in this past week. Uh, for instance, uh, Switzerland has uh, legalized uh, same-sex marriage, and there's going to be the very first same-sex marriage pretty soon. Like, we have an actual date for that in Switzerland. So we're going to talk about that near the end of the episode uh, because it's fucking awesome. To, you know, the queer agenda moves on, you know. Um, no, queer liberation continues. Uh, you know, more people are now able to, you know, live and marry the people that they love. And that is Always a good thing, you know. Um, you know, I may be cynical about marriage, I may, uh, you know, but you know, giving people the option to, you know, especially people who previously could not marry the people that they loved, it's fucking awful for them. Um, yeah, you know, I'm gonna celebrate with them, you know. I'm not a complete, even though I may not, uh, even though I may, I may be kind of bit known especially on Twitter for my anti-wedding, anti-marriage rants. Uh, I, I will celebrate. Uh, I'm not a complete monster. I will celebrate with people, you know. Um, when something good happens to them, I'm going to celebrate. Um, you know, um, it's you know, it's the biblical way, you know. So that one fucking verse, I have no idea what the fuck the reference is. I don't even know if it's Old Testament or New Testament. Who fucking knows? Who fucking cares? But, you know, it's like that one verse, like, you know, um, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, you know, um, you know, and that's what I, uh, try to live by, you know, not always easy, believe me, it's, it's not always easy to do that, but, um, you know, even with people who, uh, I know, you know, because I can tell you there's a lot of people who I know who do never rejoice with me, you know, whenever something good happens. So, you know what? I'm being honest. I oftentimes don't feel like rejoicing when something good happens to them, you know? Like, when it's my birthday, nobody, you know, most of, these, most of the people I know don't bother to just spend, you know, five seconds uh, writing out happy birthday, you know? Uh, when I got an apartment, most of them didn't give a shit, um, you know? Stuff like that, you know. And, you know, when I see something good happen to them, um, you know, I often sit there and go, I don't, I don't think I, what, if you, so you're, you're asking, you know, you want people to celebrate that this thing happened to you when you can't bother to celebrate with other people that you know. It's a very good episode. So why should I celebrate you? But then I remember the verse and it's like, alright, fine God, I'll be, you know, like, you know, it's literally also the golden rule, you know, like, do unto others, you know, as you would have them do to you. You know, which believe me, I do not follow well at all. I, um, you know, I, I, I am far from actually following that rule well. I do not treat people as I would want to be treated. At all. I am queen fucking hypocrite on that rule. But you know, when I, you know, but when those people who never celebrate anything good happens in my life, you know, my, especially my family, cough, cough, um, you know, um, you know, and I just sit there, you know, or even so-called friends, you know, especially them, you know, it's just like, would I want them to celebrate when something good happens to me? Yes. Do they? No. But do I want them to? Yes. So you know what? I'm going to celebrate with them. Even if I don't really feel like it. 
Because you know what? That's what I would want them to do to me, you know? Because it's clear they don't want to celebrate with me on anything. I would want them to. And so therefore, I'm going to do it for them. You know, it's like, it's basically the one time when I actually followed a fucking golden rule. Um, any other time when, you know, I should be treating people as uh, I would want to be treated. No, 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 that's not going to happen. I want to make that clear. I will not treat uh, people as I want to be treated on pretty much any other uh, circumstance because I'm a fucking hypocrite, you know? Um, I like treating uh, people poorly because, you know, um, it, or at least the way they should, you know, I don't like treating people the way they should be treated because, well, that makes me feel good, you know, my petty little self. Um, so therefore, you know, fuck the golden rule 99% of the time. Um, yeah, so very Christ-like. I, 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 I am the most Christ-like thing that ever existed. <laughs> no, I'm not. Very far from it. I don't think anybody would ever look at my life and be like, yeah, you're Christ-like, Anna. You know, you really treat other people well. You know, you really show a lot of mercy and kindness. Um, yeah, I, I don't think anybody would ever accuse me of that. Um, you know, unless you're my one friend in Oklahoma. You know, the one person I treat well. I genuinely treat really well. But that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, I, I went on. I don't, what were we even fucking talking about? How did I get onto this? I have no idea how the fuck I got on this topic. Huh. Yeah, I mean, this is called ramblings of a transgender Christian, you know? Emphasis on the ramblings part, so... Because I just did that there, a little rambling up. Okay, anywho... Uh, yeah, I am fucking exhausted in this episode. Um, I just want to apologize, especially if you're watching on video and you see me yawning constantly. I am fucking exhausted. It's like, wait, uh, it's 8.34 currently. I have been up for quite, for quite a few hours already. Uh, so I have been having nightmares every fucking night for weeks now or uh, several straight weeks just nothing but fucking nightmares all night long i have been sleeping beyond horribly uh, i got very little sleep last night and i had a pretty terrible nightmare last night um and it woke me up um so i have been up ever since then um like i normally don't really remember my nightmares um at least all that long, like, I'm pretty good at blocking things out of my my head, you know. Um, you know, learned trauma response there. But, um, yeah, this one I remember a little bit too vividly. So basically, I was having this fucking nightmare where, uh, it was basically with a bunch of people that I know, mostly family, um, extended family, like cousins and aunts and uncles, but also some people that I knew at this church I grew up in, in Toledo, um, Ohio, Toledo, Ohio, that is, um, now I live in Fort Wayne, but I grew up, for the most part, in Toledo, Ohio, um, but yeah, you know, the church I grew, I grew up in there, um, so yeah, the stream included most of those people, so basically, you know, in fucking Avengers Infinity War, you know, like, Thanos snapping, you know, half the universe goes, you know. So basically that was happening, like, but, like, we all knew, but in the dream, like, we all knew that it was going to happen beforehand, and we also knew exactly which people were going to be snapped, and I was one of those people who was going to get snapped. And so basically the whole fucking dream is of me, you know, the final night, you know, the final few hours before I would finally die, you know, just having to, you know, Figure out how to enjoy my last few my last few hours living, you know, and watching my family have to cope with that. That was my fucking nightmare last night. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, so yeah, fun, 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 fun. Um, 
I will, it, this is one dream for some odd reason I cannot block out of my memory. Like, my memory will just not let me block this shit out. Which fucking sucks. Like, I want to block this shit so hard. Um, terrible fucking nightmare. The last uh, nightmare I really remember vividly is this one dream I had after watching um, Star Trek First Contact um, this summer. Um, and I had this dream about the Borg chasing me. Ugh. And yeah, yeah, I remember that dream very vividly. I remember the Borg chasing me in my dreams. Um, fucking amazing dream, not. Um, but yeah, uh, that happened last night, so I am fucking exhausted because I woke up after bed and just could not fall asleep. I've been fucking exhausted all morning, but I am not falling asleep again. Um, God damn. Anywho, any fucking who, a few quick cover things, um, and I promise I'll get through these quickly, because this is a long-ass intro. Um, I, that, why would I bring that up? That's fucking stupid to bring up. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, uh. If you want to support the show, we are on Patreon and PayPal. PayPal if you want to do a one-time donation. Patreon if you want to continue supporting the show on Patreon. We have both this podcast and Transwarp Drive. We do now have a Transwarp only, uh, Drive only tier. That's $4 where you get every Transwarp Drive video um, early and exclusive videos. Um, that's my science fiction channel. Um... If you want to, uh, my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel focusing on science fiction as a genre, whether it's books, podcasts, video games, movies, TV shows, comics. Um, I'll try to remember to add a link to that channel in the show notes. Uh, but also, you know, if you want to support the podcast, uh, we have tiers for video only or audio only, and a eight dollar tier where you get both the audio and the video. Um, you know. Um, for three bucks, you get uh, ad-free and early. For five bucks, you get exclusive episodes. Then for at the eight dollars tier, you get both the video and the audio, and the transport drive stuff, and um, a massive uh, kind of experimenting around of doing an after show, um, which is really not going to become a real thing. Probably like a normal thing. Like that's why I'm really kind of hoping to add for season three. Which, by the way, I do need to talk about. I need to talk about plans for this episode, for this um, show. Um, so let's get this out of the way, because I need to talk about this. I've been putting this off for weeks. I keep, as in, I keep forgetting about this for weeks. But yeah, so uh, we are coming to the end of season two. Um, we're going to end at the end of the year. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with the Monday show, because honestly, there's really no kind of point to this Monday main show, which is what you're listening to right now. Um, like it changes every fucking week what the point and goal of it is. But the Thursday show, with the Thursday bonus show, you know, that has kind of the point, you know, is really kind of me talking more, just really, like, taking a certain topic and really just diving into it. Like, just really talking it out. It's a more intellectual um, more thought out, you know, topic based, um, a show, you know, the Thursday bonus show. Um, even my, uh, Patreon exclusive, um, Monday episodes, um, you know, those are focus, those, the goal of that is just to talk about whatever the fuck I've been getting into lately, you know, whether it's a certain comic, TV show, movies, you know, I've been watching, music, whatever, you know. But the Monday main show, um, uh, for, you know, the public, that is, uh, on Patreon, it's the Saturday main show, but, you know, because Patreons get it early. Um, you know, I uh, don't really have a point for it. Like, I like it changes every fucking week, and I've really got to figure out what I want to do with it. And honestly, I would love to hear from you guys on what to do about it. Um... Do you guys prefer hearing, like, LGBT news? Like, do you want it to be more LGBT news-focused? Do you want it to be more focused on me reacting to articles? Um, or do you want it to be kind of more of a personal journal? 
of sorts, you know, like just thoughts I have been dealing, you know, some of the things have been on my brain, you know. So basically, uh, do you want it to be uh, pink news, but, you know, podcast, basically pink news to podcasts? Um, do you want it to be the, the Chapo reading series from Chapo Trap House? Or do you want it to be queer splaining? You know, which podcast do you want my Monday main show to be? Uh, you know, because um, I honestly don't really know what I want to do with it. Like, I've got to come up with something because this thing where, like, I'm just completely fucking changing focus every fucking week. It's clearly not working. And to be honest, it's really demotivating me. Like, it's just, like, I'm not enjoying it. I am not enjoying doing these Monday main shows. Um, and to be honest, I think it shows. I, I'm not going to pretend otherwise. I know it shows. Um, and I want to do better. I want it to have an actual goal so I can be more motivated. And, you know, have a higher quality show for you all. Um, but yeah. So that's something. Um, yeah, we're going to go for the end of the year. We're going to... But then we're going to take a month-long break in January. Um, so, yeah, January right now, the plan is, is I'm just going to take that entire month off of um, the, the podcast. Except there will be at least two Patreon-exclusive episodes during that time. If I end up having to make any others, like something really big happens. Uh, then it will be probably, you know, for like the $3 tier. But as it is, you know, unless you're a... Five and eight dollar tier member, you will. Be, that's the only way you'll be able to receive those two uh, planned exclusive Patreon episodes here in that month. Um, then in February we start back up with season three because this show started in February, so that's kind of the thing. Uh, we're gonna start up each year uh, in February. So February we'll start up with season three. Um, and that's the plan. That is the plan for the show currently, as it stands. But yeah, once again, finish up what I was saying earlier on Patreon, you know, you can get exclusive episodes, um, you know, and all the money that is uh, given for it, you know, or on PayPal, will go towards bettering this podcast. Um, you know, definitely need a laptop so that, uh, so I can record this podcast better, because let's be honest... The thing where I am recording on the phone, not the best audio audio quality, um, you know. Play, you know. So I want to be able to get a laptop so I can get an actual fucking microphone, um, and also so I can do uh, actual art for the show. Um, you know, it's easier to upload episodes on a computer than it is the phone, and to edit video. Uh, and, and it's basically impossible to edit audio on phone. I would love to learn to be able to start doing that. Um, you know. And so, yeah, you know, I am, um, you know, and also, um, so I want to be able to get those. Uh, want to be able to start posting this on SoundCloud. Um, start doing, um, get a, become a part of the uh, Apple, like, I forget what it is, but it's basically this program where for like 20 bucks a year, um, you can basically make subscriber-only episodes on Apple Podcasts, and that's something I definitely want to do. Um, but yeah, you know, um, and all of those things require money. Um, so yeah, anything that you, uh, all the Patreon money and PayPal money goes strictly towards putting the show on more platforms and bettering the show quality. Um, but yes, if you want to support the show, those are the ways, and the show notes. Anyway, continuing on, we need to really get on with the show. I have been spending too long talking about everything, but... Um, so yeah, so... Um, ah, goddamn, I didn't even download the article, but I'll put it in the show notes. But, uh, uh there was this uh, pretty fucking awful, uh, poll study that came out uh, recently showing that queer people of color, and I think this was UK only, but 
you know, let's be honest, I can play for every other cocaine country where queer people of color have been suffering vile racism in LGBT spaces, you know, like, good chunk of them are saying, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I am, I hear, I, like, I get, uh, I experience racial harassment in LGBT spaces. That's fucking awful. Uh, there's no excuse for that. We need to do better, <laughs> quite simply. Um, you know, especially if you think that, um, you know, like something I notice a lot, you know, um, and I'm speaking white to white, you know, I'm speaking specifically to my fellow white uh, queers here, okay? Um, uh, I notice that we have a tendency, and I'm including myself in this, to just assume, you know, kind of assume uh, two things. Number one, that because we are queer in a minority group and therefore uh, we don't have any other prejudices, you know, therefore, you know, we, we understand, you know, what it's like, you know, to suffer under racism, you know, shit like that, you know. Um, and also that, not only that, that, uh, you know, that we can't be racist because we are a minority group. And third, that, um, you know, Racism shown by other queer people really isn't that bad. You know, um, it was a little oopsie. I see this all the fucking time. We need to do better, and I'm including myself on this. There are times when I should have spoken up about something, and I didn't. You know what? I've done that, you know, and shame on me. I need to, I personally need to do better. And I also see a lot of you on Twitter need to do a lot fucking better. Uh, I see this a lot. Um, we really need to do better about this. Not allowing, you know, other white queers to just assume that because we're queer, they can't be racist. Or that they, you know, that basically being queer, you know, discri queer discrimination is the same as racial discrimination. Um, and that, um, uh... You know, racism shown by uh, other queers really isn't that bad. We need to do better about that. Um, we can't have our, uh, you know, our queer people of color, color siblings um, suffer because of our, our inaction, us refusing to speak out, us refusing to look at ourselves and how we contribute to racism um, seriously. We need to do better. Um, yeah, it, it's fucking shameful that it, it shouldn't be happening. It, the queer space should be, um, queer spaces should be um, safe spaces for people of color. It's pretty fucking awful that they aren't. Um, yeah, and of course, you know, then um, another quick little story I wanted to bring up was that in Wisconsin, there was a trans teen who got sexually harassed by some bullies there. Um, the police decided to come out and say, yeah, no, it didn't happen, we, so we can't do anything. Well, then uh, the teen decided to record it happening, so there's actual video of it now. And so now the police are begrudgingly looking at it again. The students decided to walk out in protest of the school and police's inaction. Um, you know, they decided to stick up for the trans teen. But yeah, I mean, it just shows um, the fact that the police have refused to do fucking shit about this, about sexual harassment for being for being trans. Like, that's why the bullies did this. Like, they sexually harassed this teen because he's trans. And the police refused to do shit about it. I mean, this just goes to show, I, like, this is just one of many, many examples of how the police exist to protect rich and white cishet people but not restrain them and to restrain minorities, but not protect them. If you are a minority, you will not be protected by police. You police will restrain you. It's fucking awful. You know, fuck the police. Um, beyond yeah, just, I, I, I can't even imagine. I fucking can't even imagine. Um, and I don't want to, to be honest.
my, my heart goes out to that team. But anywho, let us uh, get on. I don't want to spend fucking forever on this article because we've already, because uh, I am fucking exhausted and we've already been uh, talking a decent amount today already. Uh, but there is this fucking article uh, from the American Conservative. You can find the link to it in the show notes or in YouTube description, uh, a web archived version of it so that you don't get the site actual, any actual ad revenue or clicks. Um, and it is titled, Going to Gender Jail. Basically, it's fear-mongering about trans people in jail. And this is something, this is a big narrative by, uh, you know, Turs and by, uh, uh, far-right nut transphobes. They have really been beating the jail drums, you know, lately, um, when it comes to, um, trans people in jail. Uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say, because I just got a text just now, and I was, uh, looking at the notifications, I lost my train of thought. Anywho, um, let's get on with the fucking article. Over the years, you've probably heard transgender activists and their allies argue in some form that their bodies are a prison, preventing them from becoming their true self. They don't hear it said that way, um, but, you know... That's how cisgender people, I think, mostly perceive what trans people are trying to say. But that's besides the point. Um, continuing on. I don't want to comment on little, every little thing. Um, apparently, more and more governments seem to think that because transgender inmates are already imprisoned by their own flesh and blood, wherever incarcerated doesn't matter all too much. A dozen transgender prisoners that have been convicted of sexual or violent crimes are being held in women's prisons in Scotland, the Times reported last week. Of the 12 biological ma biologically male inmates, only one had undergone surgery and other treatments to present as the opposite gender. The other 11 merely self-identify as female. So yeah, you gotta love the fear-mongering language. Biologically male inmates, because ooh, scary! Scary person has a penis. Ooh, scary, therefore predator, you know? Because that's what they want you to think. Uh, first off, you know, we're queer, so therefore automatically predator. You know, all queer people are inherently predatory. Second, uh, trans women are doubly so predatory because we, you know, we're born with penises. Um, you know, and, you know, we all know, you know, and so therefore that means male, and we all know that, you know, men are disgusting sexual predators who, you know, if it wasn't for you know, the law, would rape every single woman in existence, you know? Um, and so therefore, you know, if you put a trans woman um, in a women's prison, all they're going to do is rape all the other women. That's all they want to do, you know? Trans women just want to rape other, you know, just want to rape our precious white cis women. It's all trans women exist to do, uh, you know? And this is, you know, the way they do it, you know? They try to, they, 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 they grow boobs and decide to become scorned by society uh, just to make it easier, you know, to uh, look more like women, uh, you know, cis women, so that um, they can... Bring down cis women's guard so that we can rape them easier. You see, that's how this works, obviously. Um, according to far-right nuts like this fucker. You know, and so therefore a lot of these fuckers, um, all they care about is your fuck. you know. Uh, they pretend what they care about is, you know, genitals, you know. That, you know, well, you know, we'll allow you in women's prisons, you know. Um, once you get the surgery, you know, you get the snip, snip, you know what it, you know what I mean? Um, but once that happens, you know, like, once it comes to the point where, um, it is fucking easy to get the surgery, and a lot of trans women do, including transgender inmates, 
um, and most transgender inmates do get the surgery, like whenever, when that happens in the future, we're going to change our tune. Believe me, they will find a new reason on why trans women should be able to go to prison. You know, the fact that they, they you know, they have, some of them haven't even gone on hormones or haven't, you know, got, and most of them haven't gotten the surgery, that means nothing to them. They don't care. It's just, you know, the lowest hanging fruit to whine about trans women, um, being put in women's prisons. Okay, that's just the current whining. They will move the goalposts, you know, in the future once, you know, most trans women inmates have the surgery. Because that's going to happen someday. There's going to be a day in the future when having the surgery is really fucking easy. Um, and most transgender inmates have it. And we're going to just move the fucking goalposts from that. Okay, this is just the current low-hanging fruit to fearmonger about us and, and and make people think that we're predators. That's all this is. Uh, but continuing on, the <coughs> God damn, sorry, something got caught in my throat. Uh, anyway, continuing, the decision to send a biologically male inmates into women's prisons was made without any attempt to assess the impact her presence may have on female in inmates, many of whom were previous victims of sexual and physical abuse. Okay, so, so let me bring you back to the first paragraph. Um, apparently, more and more governments seem to think that because transgender inmates are already imprisoned by women of flesh and blood, wherever incarcerated doesn't matter all too much. Okay, so what's the implication of that? That if you're in prison, you don't really, governments shouldn't be giving a shit about you. Um, you shouldn't be able to have any fucking rights, you know, you shouldn't be able to demand anything, you know. You're, you're basically scum of the earth, fuck you, lock them up, throw away the key, give them nothing. You know, that's basically the implication of that. But now, let's reread the latest uh, paragraph again, the sentence, the uh, last sentence uh, again. Um, <clears throat> the decision to send biologically male inmates into women's prisons was made without any attempt to assess the impact her presence may have on female inmates, many of whom were previous victims of sexual and physical abuse. Oh, so now you care about prisoners. Oh, now you care because precious cis women um, may be preyed upon by the dangerous queers, you know, the subhuman uh, predator queers. So now prisoner rights, now prisoner lives matter. Okay, so it's just, you know, minority groups, scary minority groups who don't matter, you know, we're the ones whose rights as soon as they um, go into prison are fucked and should be treated as subhuman. But precious cis women, you know, the, the gentle, docile cis women, um, they matter, you see. They, 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 we should really care about ver prison experience. Trans people, they can get fucked, you know, fuck them and ver prison experience. Cis women, we need, we, we, we should really care about her experience in prison, you see. Uh, which is fucking bullshit. But also, you know, I love how they only give a shit about the cis women and not the trans women in here. Like, like, like the harassment these trans women are getting in male prisons. Like, especially, like, if you're transitioned, like, especially the ones who are transitioned, you gotta believe the shit that's happening to them is fucking horrendous. Like, we are probably the most raped people in the fucking jail, for being honest. Um, you know, the harassment we're getting, you know, the, violent, the violence we're probably facing, you know, the sexual harassment we're probably receiving in male jails for being a trans woman. No, that doesn't fucking matter, you see. Don't think about that. Just think of, you know, you know, uh, you know, what may happen in a women's prison, but probably not. You know, because trans women are scary, see. That's what this fucker is saying. Continuing on. 
Some advocates and experts hold the times that the scholarships surrounding these issues show that no matter how you slice it, placing biological males in women's prisons adversely affects the female inmates. Yeah, okay. Uh, I bet you that, uh, of course, they don't they, they don't link to fucking shit here, okay? They, they, this guy, uh, they don't, you know, these advocates, I guarantee you, are fucking gender crit are ters for, for for you know fucking transphobes who and all that shit. Um you know. And also just you gotta love the fact that they just refuse to refer to refer to trans women as women. That's how they get away with this bullshit. Cause you should place women in women's prisons. And trans women are women. It's really that simple. But so but to get around that obvious cognitive dissonance, they got to refer to us as biological males. Because that's the only way they can get over that. Which is obviously fucking bullshit. Um, yeah, continuing. So, yeah. Oh, but if you do quote somebody, you gotta love this. Um... The evidence clearly indicates that where prisoners of the male sex, no matter how they identify, are held in women's prisons, women in prison are negatively impacted. Dr. Kate Coleman, director of Keep Prisons Single Sex, told the Times. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a transphobic organization whatsoever. Um, it is always an issue to have trans women in with prison female prisoners, and you have to think that beyond the obvious, which is physical or sexual threat said Rona Hotchkiss, former governor of Corton Vale Prisons, women's prison in Stirling, Scotland, told the Times, the very fact that the presence of male-bodied prisoners among vulnerable women causes them distress and consternation. I really seriously doubt that, but, you know, even if it's true, it, I don't... Who fucking Matt cares, let's be honest. Um... Because you can't keep the trans women in the male prisons. The sexual... Because there actually is sexual harassment going on. There actually is violence going on against trans women in male prisons. You've got to protect the, actual, the prisoners who are actually being, you know, targeted for violence and sexual harassment in the prisons. That's not happening. That does not happen. Notice, we're not actually arguing that, you know, there's actually rape going to happen if, you know, trans women end up in women's prisons. We're not even arguing that. What we're just arguing is, well, some of them may there. Some of the inmates may feel a little bit stressed out about it. Well, guess what? Trans women are getting fucking attacked and raped in male prisons for being trans women. One of these is an actual threat with something that's actually happening... Um, the other thing is just, well, uh, it creates some consternation. These are not the same, but it just shows that trans women are seen as a subhuman. We, our rights do not matter. We do not matter. We're subhuman fucks who should go fuck ourselves. And let's be honest, we, uh, we should, you know, we should join the 41% and make the 41% a higher number. Um, that's, that's all that's being said here. Let's see. Uh, continuing on. I wish I could say that an ocean separates America from this sheer insanity. But it's already here. And where else than in California? To ensure the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, CDCR, was sufficiently woke, Democratic California Governor Gavin Newsom signed SB 132 into law in January. The law requires the CDCR to ask each person ending, entering CDCR custody what their pronouns are and what their gender identity is. Depending on what the future inmates answer, the CDCR is then required to place the inmate in a correctional facility designed for men or women based on the individual's preference. Because the placement is solely based on the individual's preference, there is no requisite level of transition therapy needed for, for men to be placed in women's prisons. Trans women, that's who they are. And yeah, duh. How is that insane at all? Okay, because guess what? Here's the thing. 
cis people are going to choose the same, you know, the ones of the same sex. Because that's where we're going to feel the most comfortable. Like, it's so fucking obvious. Whatever gender you identify as, you know, if you're a cis man, you're going to feel more comfortable in cis male places. <laughs> like, this is so fucking obvious. There's not a problem here. Like, I can't even understand. The, 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 the fucking... The mind games, the mind maze that they have to, these people have to do. To think that this is somehow scary or bad is just fucking mind-boggling. Uh, yeah, continuing, uh, let me, because um, I know, let's see, this has been going on for quite a while, so let me, just see here. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, just more bitching about, you know, people who haven't transitioned, going to jails. Um, like, I'm trying to find something that's actually new instead of just bitching people who haven't transitioned yet. Um, or who identify as non-binary or going to the prison that they do, that you know they identify with most closely. Um, let's see. Um, let me see. Um, Okay, continuing. Okay, here we go. The final paragraph. As evidenced by California and Scotland, liberal justice systems are now squarely in line with the gender constructionists. And by freeing these transgender inmates from the prison of her worldly bodies, they have... Get this. Here is where it all... It, it tells you everything of this fucker's um, views. They have helped them circumvent the just punishment they deserve. In other words... Understand what this fucker is saying. If you were a transgender inmate, you deserve to be sexually harassed. You deserve to be raped. You deserve to be violently attacked. That is your just punishment. That's what this fucker is saying. That's what this hinges on. He wants trans people to suffer. That is all this fucker wants. Trans people to suffer. So yeah, understand. That's that's all these fuckers want who are bitching about trans women going into women's prisons. They know that in men's prisons, transgender women will suffer more. They will be attacked. They will be raped. And they want that to happen. That's all they want. They just want us to suffer. They want our, our existences to be as miserable as possible. Because they hate us. Every fucking fiber of her beings. But anyway, that's um, everything I've got for that article. Um, all I feel like is really worth mentioning from it. Um, let's see... Uh, what do we have time for? Okay, let's do this article. So this is, um, I actually don't know. I think this is from LGBTQ Nation, but this might be from Pink News. I don't know. I downloaded the article and it doesn't tell me, um, who this is from. But anyway, you'll be able to find a link to it in the show notes. Um. Come on. Work with me here, Kindle Fire. 
Anyway, so the so yeah, this is uh, Switzerland announces state first same-sex couples will be able to marry. So here's the article. Switzerland has announced that same-sex couples can get married beginning on 1st of July next year after LGBT plus marriage was approved in, referend in a referendum. The Swiss government announced the first states for same-sex marriage on Wednesday, 17th of November, almost two months after 64.1% um, of voters backed equality in a referendum. The country has allowed civil partnerships for same-sex couples since 2007. Legislation to allow same-sex marriage was first introduced in 2013, but was followed by eight years of drawn-out campaigning and debate. It will also mean that same-sex couples can adopt children together, something else which was previously barred as adoption is restricted to married couples in Switzerland, as well as IVF access. The government also announced that starting on the 1st of January of 2022, um, Switzerland will recognize the marriages of same-sex couples who marry abroad instead of treating the unions as civil partnerships. The legislation, however, means that taking part in a civil partnership will no longer be possible in Switzerland as of the 1st of July, though couples already in civil partnerships will allowed, be allowed to maintain them. Switzerland is the 17th country in Europe to legalize marriage equality as of September 2021, um, with Austria, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Iceland, Ireland, Luxembourg, Malta, Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Spain, Sweden, and the UK all legally performing same-sex marriage ceremonies. It's one of the last Western European countries to introduce marriage equality and only introduced its first law banning anti-LGBT plus discrimination um, as of recently as February 2020. Hans Rudolf of Haas Queer Zurich, Switzerland's oldest surviving LGBT plus group, told Pink News after the September referendum, we cannot take progress for granted. We must stay visible, loud, and clear about injustice. Trans and intersex people need to be protected against discrimination, conversion therapies, and non-consensual surgeries must be forbidden. Another focus has to be minorities within a queer community. Queers of color, queer disabled people, queer migrants, and queer and others should be behind welcoming structures and community that doesn't exclude them. We want to make Switzerland a safer place for all marginalized peoples. So fuck yeah, congratulations Switzerland, and to all of those of you who may be listening in Switzerland, I don't know, who uh, who are gay and will now be able to marry your loving partner. You know what? Fucking congratulations. Uh, uh, you know, I applaud that. I fucking applaud that. Uh, I can't say congratulations enough to you. Um... Fucking happy day for the LGBT community in Switzerland. So yeah, fucking awesome. Congratulations. Um, and yeah, I think we've been going on long enough. I am fucking exhausted. I got people texting me. Uh, so we're going to get to the end of this episode here. Um, fuck. Um, and let's end with a good news story today. Um, so yes, as usual, this is from Good News Network. Okay, so yeah, this uh, good news story this week is um, Sweat collecting patch inspired by cactus spines eliminates need for diabetics to prick for blood. So yeah, the article now. Um, a sweat collecting patch has been developed using the principle based on how the cactus spines attract water. Sweat is an effective body fluid for analyzing bioanalytes in the body without collecting blood. The sweat sensor can reduce the hassle for diabetic patients who repeatedly have to draw blood and can also be used in wearable devices for daily healthcare monitoring. However, the practical use of sweat sensors have always been impeded by a regular and low sweat secretion rates. Until now. To this, a research team led by Professor Kilwan... Kilwan... Cho? I, I am sorry if I'm missing, mispronouncing that. And PhD candidate... I'm gonna fuck this up so bad. Um... Junhun Sun, I know I butchered that, I'm sorry, 
um, I suck at pronouncing Asian names, uh, of post-tech's department of chemical engineering, has recently developed a skin-attachable patch that quickly select, collects sweat by mimicking the principle behind cactus spines. Cacti, which grow in arid environments, move water droplets and form on the top of her spines to her base in order to survive. During this process, the fine water droplets move to, due to a difference in pressure acting on the inside and outside of the curved surface of the water droplet. This phenomenon is called the Laplace pressure. The patch, newly developed by Professor Kim Won Cho's research team, applied this principle of how cactus spines collect water. The research mem researchers mimicked the structure of the cactus spine by using the wedge-shaped wettability uh, patterns with the superhydrophobic, superhydrophilic surfaces. Through this, the sweat droplet on the wedge pattern shit surface spontaneously moves to the wide edge of the wedge pattern because the lap lays pressure between difference between the front and back surfaces of the droplet is maximized. The results confirm that the wedge pattern channel can collect sweat quickly and spontaneously, regardless of the inclination of the microfluidic channels, without the need for additional force. In addition, the wedge pattern channel can shows great sweat collecting efficiency as it transport all sweat droplets to the sensing area without leaving much inside behind bleh, to the sense in addition the wedge pattern channel shows great sweat collecting efficiency as it transports nearly all sweat droplets to the sensing area without leaving much behind inside the channel enabling it to collect sweat much faster than the conventional microfluidic channels this allows the patch to continuously monitor the bioanalysts in the blood Difficulties in collecting sweat has hindered its use in wearable healthcare devices, explained Professor Kilwan Cho of Post-Tech. He added, this newly developed patch solves that issue by quickly collecting sweat and felicitating its use in wearable healthcare devices, including blood sugar monitoring. So yeah, diabetic uh, monitoring is about to get a whole lot more fucking pleasant, which is fucking awesome, especially because I have a lot of diabetics in the family. It runs in my family. It, you know, it runs very much... Um, in the line of those assigned male and birth in my mom's side. I'm already showing some signs of it. So, uh, as a probably future diabetic, uh, <laughs> I'm also very happy for this. So, anyway, that is um, everything today. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope that you all have a wonderful day. Uh, and yeah, peace.